don't consider myself to be a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. Can you keep a secret? Father, son, and house of Gucci. Hello and welcome to Step and Repeat, a weekly movies and award show podcast by the two neighborhood friendly film buffs who won't weigh you to see if you gained three pounds over the holiday weekend. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm Andrew. <laughs> and I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Matt. <laughs> uh, and that was a reference to the movie Spencer, um, which because apparently the royal family weighs you at the beginning of Christmas, not Thanksgiving. Um, yep. And then they weigh you upon arrival and departure to see if you gained three pounds to tell if you had a good time or not. My doctor would be very upset with me. Oh, I know. I, I say that because like I have most undoubtedly gained three pounds in the past week. So <laughs> that's what same. made me think of it. Yep. Same, same. Yep. So... Uh, so that's uh that's what life has been like in uh, Thanksgiving week here at Step and Repeat. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a good Thanksgiving. I'm still full. Twas, twas. So we are here to uh, unload all the sides and all the leftovers for you all, uh, because uh, for those unfamiliar with the show. It is a uh, weekly show, as we mentioned, where we roll out the red carpet and step and repeat banner for feature film of the week. Uh, and this week, as you could probably tell from the trailer at the top of the episode, is House of Gucci. Uh, but just like any movie premiere uh, at the red carpet, we stop and answer each other's questions. <laughs> <laughs> have you been thinking about that all week <laughs> yes i have because i have noticed it's been an awkward transition from <laughs> from like saying like okay hey here's our feature film of the week and then it's like but pause on <laughs> the feature film of the week because we're going to talk about something else first <laughs> i don't think it's awkward i think I, I think it's only as awkward as you make it but you don't make it awkward i know well it's like because anything starts to feel awkward when you do it like so many times too. And you know, you, you just kind of notice things. So, um, so I was like, uh, okay, I'll try to find a transition, which like kind of works. So, um, because I feel like we have to explain our title step and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I think our loyal listeners know what it is by now. I know I should hope if not just Google step and repeat and image search step and repeat. And that's probably better. Um, better thing for uh, you to discover what they are you've definitely seen one you know what they are yes hopefully our uh, our podcast is comes up first in the google search i know actually and i have noticed a small uptick in our listenership uh this oh. season so uh thank you so there are definitely some new listeners out there so thank you uh to our loyal listeners uh and new listeners who are who are joining us so yes thank you I know I'm ever surprised always at like the episodes that get like really high ratings. I'm like, really? Like that one? Um, <laughs> no, the like shorter, the right. shorter, the better. I know. So we should definitely keep it short uh, <laughs> on, on the road. <laughs> so um, 
uh, on that note, <laughs> there's the transition. Uh, there's, so getting to <laughs> right. Uh, so um, as I was saying about uh, the red carpet um, and asking each other questions, uh, we um, both check in with each other to see like what other media we are consuming in the week um, because we are media whores. So, well, well, I should speak for myself. I'm a media whore. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, well, I'm definitely a consumer. I'm not sure I'd use that word though. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, uh, I mean, especially over this like Thanksgiving week where you basically are just sitting on your couch and uh, watching, mm -hmm. watching a bunch of stuff. Yep, yep, been watching a lot lately. So uh, I guess. Uh, Right. Sorry, oh, yes. I was, I was, I think we were both going in the same place. Um, uh, I guess I'll ask you first. I'll just decide. Uh, <laughs> Making Matt, that executive decision, huh? Right, right. We got to do it somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, what are you watching? Um, well, I was deciding between a couple. Uh, are you going to put the timer on for this one? Oh, uh, yes. Sorry. We keep this at 90 <laughs> seconds. I was just so eager to hear you. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's one that you really care about. <laughs> No, the whole point is that they're soapbox. So. I know. Okay. Um, All right. I'm ready and go. Okay. Well, so today uh, I want to talk about a movie I saw um, last week that I thought well, we'll probably never talk about. So it's now in theaters this weekend. So I want to talk about the movie Encanto, uh, the latest Disney movie. Uh, it's out in theaters now. Should be on Disney Plus soon. Um, tells the story of, uh, I think it's the like 60 something, 60. Disney movie they've done, um, so but it's their newest CG movie. It tells the story of the Madrigals who live in a, the hidden mountains of Colombia um, in a magical house, uh, and it's charmed um, place called Encanto. It's a house, um, and so like each of the residents of the house have like magical powers, um, but one girl uh, played by Stephanie Beatrice um, named Mirabel, uh, she doesn't have any powers, and they. Um, the whole movie is about figuring out why she doesn't have powers, and uh, in the end, it's the end is very sweet. Um, they ultimately figure out, you know, her destiny and who she is, and uh, yeah, and it's it's very cute. It's very very beautiful movie to watch. Um, I recommend it if you are looking for a family movie. It's a fun time. Um, uh, the music is a really fun. It's really good. Uh, it's a bunch of um, it's uh, Latino music and um, Latino inspired and um, everything set in uh, in Colombia, and I think it's um, I think this is a first for Disney. So good job and kudos to Disney. Wow, that is almost <laughs> perfect timing. That was literally like ninety <laughs> seconds on the dot. Get nervous under pressure. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't we all? Uh, but um, it's funny um, that you uh, did that, or coincidentally you did that, because uh, I watched a movie that has been on um, in my blind spot for several years now. Uh, I watched Moana for the first time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, and what, the similarities, yeah, the similarities oh, obviously being um, Disney and they both Encanto and Moana, um, the like music um, lyrics are done by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm -hmm. So, um, so he's had a big Disney, uh, Disney partnership within the past few years. He's had a big year. 
Oh my God. I know because he has this, he has uh, in the Heights, he has tick, tick, boom. And he did the music for like that movie earlier this year, Vivo. So like, there's uh, there is some uh concern over um Lynn Manuel Miranda exhaustion so uh, yeah but well like I've I think I've stated before I I prefer Lynn Manuel Miranda behind the camera as opposed to in front of it um and I think Encanto is no exception I think he does a great job with the music and lyrics to to this one so it's great. It's 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 right. a lot of fun to watch. It's, I've heard yeah. I've heard really good things about um about Encanto. Uh, yes. So I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, yes. So I definitely think I'll get a um, animated nomination. Hopefully, I know that's going to be another. It's I mean that's going to be an interesting category this year. Uh, yes, it's going to be as, uh, stacked. <laughs> as, as, I know, I know, uh, but the politics of it will will get very interesting. Yes. Animated feature, always great. <laughs> right, yeah. So. All right, well, that's what I'm watching. I guess I should ask you, Andrew, what are, wait, hang on, we'll stall until I get time. Uh, Andrew, what are you watching? Well, mine's a little bit different. Uh, and, but uh, since we are an award show podcast, I would be remiss if uh, I did not at least uh, bring up the Grammy nominations that came out this week. Uh, so there's, as there is like with every year, there's a lot to unpack with the Grammys because there are just so many categories. Um, but uh, if you watched the Grammy nominations or saw the news, you would know that the most nominated uh, artist, John Baptiste, is a recent Oscar winner from uh, from our show uh, since he did the um, score for Soul. Uh, but um, I think the ones that there's so much to focus on, but the ones that I'll actually like kind of focus on, um, I'll, t I'll turn it back to like more movie oriented ones because um, there's like some, they're not identical eligibility periods. So it's not like a perfect one-to-one -one comparison, um, but um, there are like some hints of like things that we can expect like from the Oscars that got nominated. So like Hans Zimmer got nominated for the Dune score um and one of the like original songs um that got nominated is um jennifer hudson's song from respect uh wow. and um summer of soul got nominated for like best music film so so those are like three sort of things that um it's a good sign that for them that like those three probably can be expected nominations oscar morning too there you go no. Oh my God! There's like so much. There's so much I could talk about uh, with the Grammys. You know what? I'll I'll let you have a few more seconds because I um, really don't have much of a rebuttal to this because I don't care about the Grammys. So please continue on. That's I <laughs> take mean, my rebuttal time. <laughs> like um, I so there are a lot of reasons I love the Grammys, but um, like the one even those categories I mentioned, like those are like down ballot Grammys like those are Grammys that aren't even awarded on the show um the show like the reason the show the Grammys is so good is because of the performances like that it's a concert and it's like that's the reason to watch the Grammys um but um but like there are like random categories that are just like fun to watch like Barack Obama's a Grammy nominee this year um for like best spoken word so album so like there's just like so weird things and like the Grammys like um because they're like a music category they like 
mix it's like score for like visual media or like song for visual media so those mix like television and movies uh so um and like uh so that's where you see things like and kind of like those borderline things of like is it tv is it film like um bo burnham's nominated a few times for inside uh so like those sorts of nominees are like pretty cool um there's like also a lot to like not like about the Grammys, but I won't focus. I won't focus on those for the sense of time. Can't unpack thank that in 90 seconds. Thank, uh, thank you for sparing us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, I love those just like weird, those weird categories that are just a lot of fun. Yes. I'm, uh, let's get Obama and EGOT. I know. I kind of wonder if he's won before. Um, I should have looked like, um, look it up, but uh, it's, uh, it uh, wouldn't surprise me if he's like one for it would the only way that like these people can win these things is like uh, under spoken word album and by these people I mean like people who aren't musicians yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, because Big like cover. yeah uh, so because in that like in that category like LeVar Burton's also nominated so it's yeah so it's like these like strange sort of things and uh so who else do we have like Don Cheadle's in that category <laughs> so um I guess like Dave Chappelle and Jay Ivey so um it's those are just like reading <laughs> uh yeah. but um yeah. that's how a lot of people get their EGOT is through that category yeah exactly so sometimes I'm like if you're an EGOT winner I'm like really are you really an EGOT winner Grammy <laughs> well like Grammys are the the easiest i think yeah. grammys grammys and emmys are the easiest to win um, well they hand out emmys like candy oh there, there are even more grammys that's yeah. why that's why um like most egot winners um are musicians especially mm -hmm. like recently so yeah yeah well i think we can say that oscar is the most pristine and hardest to get but yeah well, except for the except for the best song i mean it's not Hard. it's not easy to get but yeah like again, where musicians can come in end of story like egots are like really hard to get <laughs> for yes. a reason for a reason so exactly so um well cool yeah uh i hope you enjoy the grammys i <laughs> i probably will not watch this year but i never have so much yeah that'll be fun i'm excited i like discovering new music um which um the Grammys offer. I discovered like a lot of um, a lot of bands and stuff I like through Grammy nominations. So well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. So. All right. Well, speaking of nominations and uh, movies that may get a couple nominations <laughs> and we... potential eventual EGOT winners. Potential. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yes, yes. I could see oh, it. I could mm, yeah, I can too. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about Lady Gaga. I am. In <laughs> yeah. In the film House of Gucci, which is our feature film of the week, as you uh, may have heard of the the trailer at the top of the episode. Sorry, I stole your line. <laughs> oh no, it's it's you know I do not have that line copyrighted. Believe it or not, <laughs> so you steal away. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, House of Gucci. Um, what did uh what did you think <laughs> oh wow uh speaking of 
speaking of a lot to unpack um yeah I in, uh in 10 words or fewer um uh so i okay my 10 words or fewer uh review of house of gucci uh is quite simple this deserved better <laughs> i agree <laughs> i agree uh so i guess my 10 words or fewer would be Okay, I, I, the trailer was better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this trailer is so good. It's like definitely one of the best trailers um, of the year. Yeah. And um, successful in um, successful in a way of getting people to see the movie. Like um, so far, all indications that like box office. Um, is strong for this movie, which is a um, a good thing for movies in general because uh, notoriously, as of late, um, people at the box office are not seeing dramas like straight up dramas. Uh, so um, to be like blunt, things that don't have like IP attached to them. Uh, yeah. So um, so that's why things like we talked about this last week, like King Richard, like didn't even do that well at the box office. Um, but this is doing well. Um, so that's a good sign. <laughs> I think, I don't know, because I love yeah. dramas. Yeah, I think it also has the, um, it definitely has the star appeal. So I'm right. I mean, I think a lot of people are honestly going to for, for Lady Gaga. Right. And Jared Leto. No, that's a joke. Well, kind of. I mean, we will get into the Jared Leto of it all. Uh, but I would have like thought the same thing with like Will Smith. Like Will Smith is like a huge box office like appeal or so I would think. But um, anyway, the point being is like whatever like the publicity like for this movie, like which includes the trailer is working, is getting people like into their butts into the seats. So. Yeah, yeah. Worked on me. I mean, right. unfortunately, I thought the movie fell about as flat as a Gucci stiletto. Um, oh! A, a broken about, Gucci stiletto. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're still flat. Or they're sharp. I guess they sharp and flat. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah, I am going with it. It, it works. <laughs> works enough. Uh, um, me, who uh, notoriously does not know a lot about fashion, uh, but Neither do I. <laughs> I know, even but, though uh, there have been a lot of fashion movies this year. Um, and I think this is like the last big one. Uh, a Cruella and um, Last Night in Soho were like the only other fashion movies. Yeah, yeah. Gunner for that costume design. Award. Right, yeah. Which is like this one could get. And I think Cruella could even get a win, I think. Um, oh, I'm, oh yeah. yeah, I think for sure, Cruella. So... Um, but I mean, if you have Gucci in the title, you're going to get a costume design. Nice right, right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and it's like a period piece. Uh, so, yeah. um, well, in, uh, in that front, I'll at least like set up the premise before we kind of go into like a little deeper dive. Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar with the story of House of Gucci, uh, it is um, a biopic uh, about uh, Patricia um, uh, Reggiani. Uh, Reggiani, I think. Yeah. I think it's um, 
I'm just going to apologize for all my pronunciations. Uh, so uh, in advance, uh, but I will try. Um, who was uh, married to uh, Maurizio Gucci, um, who was like the heir to the Gucci fashion line. Um, and uh, she uh, um, arranged for his murder. Uh, so, um, and the um, movie uh, kind of like depicts everything that like leads up to um to the assassination uh, uh so from everything from them meeting to like growing the gucci empire um to like the downfall um and it is directed by ridley scott um his second movie this fall uh since he did the last duel too uh, and um, stars Lady Gaga, if you couldn't tell, <laughs> and uh, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, uh, Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, uh, and uh, Salma Hayek. So star, star studded cast, and a lot of Oscar nominations and wins amongst those, amongst that crew. Um, but um, yeah, it's, I think, and to kind of get into our like critiques of it um you expect this like fun sort of uh movie especially because they're all doing these like wild accents which could be like a lot of fun and campy um and like at least in my opinion the movie doesn't kind of like lean into that um as much as as much as it could um there's a lot of movie in this movie it's like two and a half hours so um so like tonally it's kind of all over the place and it's like not yeah. as campy as like and fun as i wanted it to be yeah so let's move into our next segment um would this have worked better as a ryan murphy <laughs> saga again no i oh we'd like mentioned this when we talked about like american crime story again i didn't know that like uh Maurizio Gucci was like murdered I just like straight up do not know the fashion world at all so it's like oh okay apparently it was big news before we were born that makes me sound really uh what's the word oblivious um but yeah I no idea either yeah it's just like this whole other I don't know um it's like salacious for sure but then again that's why it should be like fun this should feel like it should feel like a Real Housewives movie, frankly. <laughs> uh, and um, because, like, the main character is, like, Patrizia. Uh, so um, they... And, like, I think the movie strays when they, like, focus on these, like, B-plots more than just, like, Patrizia and Maurizio. Uh, mm -hmm. so one of those, I think being Jared Leto, um, Jared Leto's character, Paolo, uh, but like, it's more, it's more fun to me when it's like, I, I like the beginning of this movie a lot because the beginning of this movie is them like meeting, like falling in love. And then like, um, Maurizio's father, uh, played by Jeremy Irons, like basically disowns him because he thinks like, Patricia is like a gold digger and they um so them just kind of like finding their lives like after the disownment mm -hmm. uh like I found that stuff like kind of cool and kind of fun um but then um 
it starts to like come off the heat it starts to like come off its axes a little bit so yeah i was um i had the same thoughts like i think maybe they were trying to do a little too much uh which kind of watered down what i think they were trying to get at in the movie which essentially was the um the assassination of marito gucci um but i just feel like there was so much going on that like i didn't really care <laughs> that sounds awful but um yeah i don't i don't know i i just i just feel like i'm like sitting here watching this and i'm like okay let's focus on one thing or let's pick a lane um because there's like too much going on with like jared leto and like um like somewhere like in the middle spoiler alert um like jeremy irons dies and like nobody seems to care and like what is his role in the organization um so like that like that's that i felt like should have been a bigger scene um and yeah like i just thought they were trying to like do like i just thought, like there's like too much going on which i think like this like kind of movie i think would have been like i said before not necessarily as ryan murphy but would have been a good tv show <laughs> or a good limited series um because I just feel like we could have maybe honed in a little more on some of the characters, some of the, if they wanted to develop those subplots, like they needed a little more time to develop each character. And I think that's where, um, I guess we're kind of getting spoiled as far as these like limited series go. Um, I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but like, as far as I go, uh, like I, as far as like, stories like this go i prefer like seeing them as a limited series um just because i i want so much more um and i don't think they can cover enough in the two and a half hours they have so i don't know i i kind of feel the opposite i kind of think this like needed less <laughs> and mm -hmm. needed it just like needed to be like maybe a half hour shorter and like um, by a half hour shorter i mean like they need to like cut big storylines that I think they felt were more integral to the story than I thought they were um and like the two for me that come to mind the two storylines um I think this like needed to focus on Patricia and Maurizio and um them solely like building slash destroying the um the house of Gucci um, and I think there are two things that get, away, get in the way with that, two major things. And like the first for me is um, the character of Paolo, played by Jared Leto, um, who is a distraction. I find him to be like a straight up cartoon in this, um, yeah. in this role. Like the problem with Jared Leto is like at this point, everyone has formed their opinions on Jared Leto, like <laughs> as a person. And like, I don't think there's like any moving that. And so I think you kind of go into that, like no matter what movie you're seeing him in. So everyone's like in their camps and like can't be swayed no matter what, because um, I'm indeed like not liking Jared Leto <laughs> camp. Um, I think he like is an over actor and uh, case in point, this movie um which like 
even as like unpredictable as the best supporting actor races, I like think he's probably going to get the nomination because he's certainly doing a lot of acting. Um, it's not a lot of good acting, but it's a lot <laughs> of acting. Yeah. Uh, so um, he has this like this like stupid stupid accent um which like some people like because some people are like oh that he's actually leaning into the campiness like side of it too but um he to me like it's more of his like role as a character um so like there's this big side plot that like comes in where he like wants to develop his own like line within the gucci like within the gucci house uh and then but like he's kind of a joke um and everyone kind of knows he's a joke like within the family so he's the black sheep he's like the black sheep cousin um so essentially like getting into plot details but um like Maurizio and Patrizia especially let him build up his line only to like bring him down um yeah like intentionally so um so it's like and that plot like runs its course um and they just like outsize like paulo's character um to the point where it's like not that interesting so it's like you like as a viewer we all kind of know this is going nowhere like from the get-go and so it's like why are we spending these like 20 minute like why are we spending like all these like 20 minute scenes with like Paolo talking about like his line when we like know it's a joke uh, and ultimately going nowhere. And guess what? It ultimately goes nowhere. And like all the meanwhile, just like watching Jared Leto do his like shtick. And yeah. it's, it's just like annoying to me. Yeah, it's hard to watch. No, I, no, I, I understand um, what, like what I'm saying, like is that if you want to build up that plot and that character, like, you don't have time in this two and a half hour movie to do that. It is a distraction, um, which is why I'm saying like, if you want to build up that plot line, you would need, I, as far as my opinion goes, you would need a different platform to do that, um, which I think would be a good, which would make a good TV show. Um, so I think Jared Leto was a distraction. I did not like his character at all. Um, I, did, I don't think, I think Jared Leto was like miscast. You don't need Jared Leto in that role. Um, like, what are you doing there? So that's like, that's like one thing that really kind of annoyed me with him. Um, and you're right. He was very much like a cartoonish character. He was just kind of like annoying. And every time he spoke, I was like, shut up. Like, I, like you don't need to be here. Um, but yeah, like I wanted like just the movie to focus a little more on Patrizio and Patrizia and Maurizio bringing down the Gucci empire and that ultimate storyline and less of everything else. <laughs> um, so there's this like sorry, other, ahead. there's this other kind of like annoying thing that um, when it comes to the way like people talk about movies and talk about performances, which is um, like the, essentially like the makeup distracting from performance. Um, so I think like nowadays you see people like, you see a lot of people behind like a lot of makeup and um like they're like oh my god that's such a great performance because like they they don't look recognizable like so hmm. 
Um, and that is like very different from like what an actual good performance is. So like in this instance, um, Jared Leto's like in a fat suit and like wearing a bald cap. Um, so playing Paolo Gucci, which number one is unnecessary because Google image search of Paolo Gucci, the dude was not fat. Like there was, there was no need to have like him in a fat suit whatsoever. So yeah. like number one, unnecessary. Uh, and um, number two, it's just like, every time people are like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that was like Jared Leto or something. You know, you see the same things with like somebody like Charlize Theron in Bombshell. And it's like, oh my God, that's like, that's uh, Charlize Theron looks just like Megyn Kelly. And so it's this kind of, but you know, it's the, the actor behind them. And so you end up in this like uncanny valley of like not being able to tell the difference between like a good performance and like really good makeup. <laughs> makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like the first thought when you were talking about that too, it's like, um, Lily Collins is going to be playing T Pamela Anderson and looks just like her in the new Hula show, Pam and Tommy. Um, and like in the ads and the previews, she looks like exactly like Pamela Anderson. So it's like another instance of like, Oh, like the makeup, makeup is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Great makeup. Yeah. But yeah. like, <laughs> Um, like really like I know like, I don't like, want to forget it's like also the actor playing them you know like I want to know like I don't want to just see Pamela Anderson or I don't want to like just see like uh, Megan Kelly like I want to see a little bit of the actor portraying them right um if you want like further reading on this, um, there's a really good article um, on Vulture by Allison Wilmore uh, that uh, kind of like gets into like what is lost when like a, an actor goes under like such a deep transformation. Um, yeah. And like the the main image on um, on the article is is Jared Leto, <laughs> so in Gucci. So it's they, they do yeah. the kind of good. Um, um, oh my god so exactly. i'm actually like googling right now pictures of paolo gucci and like the makeup looks nothing like him right yeah at all why like, yeah why so like i get the bald head like he is bald but like it doesn't like the hair length is wrong the mustache is all wrong yeah it just doesn't look like him at all just it's a, he's a cartoon like jared leto paolo yeah. paolo the character of paolo is a cartoon i would love to know like the reasoning behind making him up the way they did just like to make him look like a bimbo I, like I, I don't know it's I weird hmm. I hate it I hate it I hate everything yeah. about it maybe that was their point it's like to make yeah. you hate his character <laughs> so, I don't but know. he's not but you like kind of feel bad for him though so because it's like because he is being used and like no being used um I don't know it's like yeah. it just doesn't it all doesn't work for me because there's like not enough sympathy there there's not enough character there because he's not a real character he's like a cartoon yeah. so like yeah. the things that happen to him provoke a sort of sympathetic reaction from the viewer but not to the point where like we're actually sad because he's not a real character he's he's a joke yeah and you know this is going to get a makeup and hairstyling nomination too just for that yeah just for that i don't and like I don't really have an issue with that. Um, so, but like, 
Uh, oh, oh my God! Uh, speaking of which, another another offender of this is Darkest Hour um, and Girl oh, yeah. and Winston Churchill. See, like these all lead to, and like the reason they do this is because it it freaking works. Like they all get nominations and like eventual so a lot of times wins. So yeah. Ugh, oh my God! The more I, <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more upset I get. <laughs> Don't get upset. I know, I know. It's like this all means not. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. But the Oscar, like, if they get an Oscar nomination, whatever. But yeah, who cares? Well, um, all right. Should we talk about a little about Lady Gaga? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like focus uh, too much on <laughs> what I like, on didn't like. Jared Leto right. enough, <laughs> so. right? Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I really like Lady Gaga in this. I thought her, um, my only issue with Lady Gaga um, is I feel the accent was a little distracting at times um, so much so that there's a scene at towards the end where she's uh, being handed divorce papers and like I feel like and she she kind of goes off on this guy like who's handing her the divorce papers she starts crying and screaming at him and I'm like this could be like your Oscar moment like this is like this is your big scene like this could like this could be it and like, I just feel like the whole scene just falls flat just because I'm distracted by her accent. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, just like the whole time, I just thought it was like a real distraction. Um, not that she wasn't good at it. I just, I, I like feel like accents should be subtle. And to me, at least, I like, I just didn't think it was. Um, I just feel like it was too forced. Um, not just with her, but like with like Jared Leto too, like the accent was too forced. Um, I thought like uh, Al Pacino did a really good job. Like that was well done. Um, but like, as far as those two go, like that was like my only, that was my big problem with at least her character. Um, everything else I thought she did, I thought she delivered her lines great. I think Lady Gaga is a great actress. I think she's a great actress, she's a great singer um, and she should be recognized. But at least in this role, um, like I wanted to, I. I don't know. I, I really liked her performance, but but yeah, that was the one big thing that that really kind of distracted me. Um, I just I also go back to like A Star Is Born, and I'm always, of course, like people are gonna compare these two roles, which I mean they shouldn't because they're two completely different roles. But like, I absolutely fell in love with her acting in A Star Is Born, um, and I felt like I was like, okay, blow me away again. Let's do it. Let's get you an Oscar. And this one, I just like, I don't know. It just, it, I guess it was kind of a letdown because because her performance was so good in A Star Is Born. Um, but that being said, I still really liked her. I thought she was great. Um, and that's my two cents about her. <laughs> right, so like speaking just from like um, cultural perceptions of the performance, not necessarily saying this is how I feel, but um, there's there was always going to be this thought coming out of A Star Is Born and like, um, and essentially a great performance in The Star is Born led to yeah. her getting an acting nomination for the Oscar um, and a song win. Um, but there was always going to be this thought of like, oh yeah, she was great, but like how much was she really acting? Like, right, in sort of like just like playing another musician sort of thing. So there was like, so leading into House of Gucci, her next big feature film and leading role at that, uh, it was going to be like, okay, here's like testing, testing something different, like definitely something different. Um, and one 
criticism that I've like seen consistently from House of Gucci, the movie as a whole, is that like all of its main characters, like the actors are in like five completely different movies. Like they just like take different approaches to the material. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and um, Lady Gaga has like definite theater kid energy, like definite charisma and uh, excitement to um, to get to like the meat on the bones, like scene chewing, um, wanting to scene chew at least. Uh, and um, somebody like Jared Leto just like um, choose it to like beyond bits. And, uh, and I think like Lady Gaga is, I think kind of in like the right sort of mode for this movie. Um, but her scene partners don't, ever match like what she's what she's doing and this is like why the movie's kind of like tonally all over the place even though i do like like the performance from lady gaga um like adam driver for instance her like most frequent scene partner is um he's like in business mode like the whole time and like that having to do with possibly like the nature of his character like running the like fashion business but um his is never like the same level like as she is which like leads the film to like feel more dry than i think it is um or could be could be i mean so um so yeah all this is to say is like i think lady gaga is good i don't think the other people really match her i think like al pacino tries a little bit um but um I don't think Al Pacino's like whole heart was into it too. Yeah, I think he's kind of. I think he's kind of just done. Period. (laughs) Well, like he's ready to retire. Well, like he's so good in The Irishman. Like, so I know he. It's not like he's run out of complete gas. Like that was only two years ago, two three years ago. What is time? I can't remember with the pandemic anymore. (laughs) Um, But uh, so it's not like he's completely out of it, and I don't think he's like completely phoning it in here. Um, but, uh, it's, um, he kind of, I think comes the closest to matching like what Lady Gaga is trying to go for, but, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, he was definitely, well, you could definitely feel that she was very excited to be here and she wanted to do this and. I don't know. Al Pacino is just kind of like the Tony Bennett. Like she's excited for him to be there, but he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> um, he, like she, um, according to her, she like got ready for this role for like a year. Um, yeah. And like basically like was doing nothing probably, but like speaking in that accent for like a whole year. They filmed in Italy. So um so she was like yeah. really doing method, method acting uh, in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Some gorgeous shots too. God, I, I want to go to Italy so bad. And uh, watching this definitely makes me want to go even more. So, Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. I, um, this movie like reminds me a little bit um actually a lot of all the money in the world 
which is another Ridley Scott movie uh, from like a few years ago. And it's kind of just like they share like the similar themes of um, like what, yeah, yeah. Like the ultra, what the ultra wealthy do in um, when handed like power and money. So, um, so yeah. And they're both directed by Ridley Scott, um, both kind of like performance-based movies, both have like similar tint. and uh, I wonder if they were shot by the same person. Um, so, so yeah. So there's there's a lot, um, a lot of similarity yeah. there. Yeah. I wonder if uh, I'd like to pick Ridley Scott's brain about why he. I guess he. Uh, oh, he was. It was shot by the same person, same cinematographer. There you go. So there you go. yeah. He likes to re- reuse, recycle people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like he did like the Martian and all these stuff yeah. too. So like, this is it. Uh, it's yeah. not a big. I feel like most cinematographers are loyal to their directors. And yeah, because use their cinematographers over and over again. So right, they kind of go hand in hand. Right. So like he also like this guy um, uh, Darius uh, Wolski did also did the Last Duel, which like mm-hmm. was the other Ridley Scott movie this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the other Ridley Scott Adam Driver movie this year right right yeah they filmed like i'm pretty sure like adam driver got the like script of house of gucci while filming the last duel and they like went right into production like right after they finished the last duel yeah remember at the beginning of the year we were like oh ridley scott's gonna like dominate the oscars "Mm." well yeah he might get some but yeah he so it's so funny ridley scott does not have an oscar even though he directed an oscar-winning Best Picture winner, um, mm-hmm. Gladiator. He, yep. but he did not win Best Director that year. Steven Soderbergh won that year, and um, he does not have producing credit on Gladiator, which means he didn't get the Best Picture Oscar. So Ridley Scott has zero Oscars. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So he. Fortunately, it's not going to be his year, either. I know, and he's eighty-three. Like he's. I know. So, but he's like 83 and still <laughs> doing two movies a year. He is spry. Yeah. Well, you know, you can always look forward to Gladiator too. <laughs> what, um, you joke, but like that. No, I'm I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like That's kind of happen. happening. But I'm hoping it uh, dies in a, a pre-production hell. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> like nobody wants that movie. Nobody asked for Gladiator too. Why are we doing this? Yeah, but um, yeah, so here are calls. Stop. <laughs> Alas. Uh, yeah, I think I like prefer uh, as a whole, I think I prefer The Last Duel um, to to House of Gucci. Like, the ho- yeah, yeah, I would say that. Um, I don't, love- which is not what I would have expected if you asked right. me like three months ago. Three months ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I like I liked the last tool. I didn't like a lot of the setup, but that we can do a whole podcast. I know, <laughs> right? That's right. a long, long movie to talk about. So, um, all right, yeah. Well, um, oh my gosh, I'm looking at his like call sheet or like IMDb stuff and coming up. Oh my god, he will not let Alien go. Got another show coming out about Alien. He's got oh god, too much. This man just needs to retire. Um, I'm somebody who's a big Prometheus defender, so I, I know you are. 
I like um, some of the alien uh, resurfacing, um, even though I was kind of take it or leave it on Alien Covenant a few years back. Oh, that movie was terrible. <laughs> so I hated that movie. Um, yeah, but to each his own, I guess. So, all right. Well, speaking of aliens, any more on House Gucci? uh no i don't know who the alien in this situation <laughs> would be but jared leto oh yeah yeah he's yeah. clearly not human we um we'll roll with it um yeah i'm trying to think of like other oscar prospects i think like hair and makeup i think lady gaga um it's it's interesting like i think her performance is good but i thought kind of leading into it she would have been like a front runner no one of the front runners to win and now i think it's more of a will she get a nomination um yeah kind of thing. I'm, I'm starting to like not not think that she will be yeah but we'll see i don't know yeah i don't think she'll win um anymore or it's like even really in contention but like i think she's still in contention for a nomination it's not like i wouldn't call it a flop um so yeah. unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I think Jared Leto is the front runner for the nominations as far as acting goes. I have Not to win, but to get nominated. I have no idea where that category is going right now. Like it's because at this point in the race, we don't have any sort of precursor nominations, like precursor precursor awards, um, mm-hmm. which will start to tell us like who will get a nomination. But best supporting actor is like wide open i think there's like a lot of different ways it could go but i could easily see them not going in that same direction but considering how jared leto how close jared leto came last year to getting a nomination for the little things like who boy uh and so for in a movie that's even flashier than that movie was uh like that leads me to think it's probably gonna happen yeah well i think we're gonna i think at least two people from Belfast are going to take up two of those slots. Um, but as far as Jared Leto goes, and then um, Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Yeah, no, um, like those are like a lot of my guesses too, but like I could easily see a scenario where those don't happen also. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like, it's, annoying because unfortunately the one like one of the big detractors things that brings this movie down i think is jared leto and it's going to be the one thing that's <laughs> big thing that's going to get recognized and, I, I know well as we like kind of mentioned it's like that sort of like oscar bait transformation yeah. quote-unquote transformation yeah works yeah like it's the same thing with joker like i did not i yeah, we can like we've talked about it before. <laughs> I did not love Joker, um, but you know it works. He won, Joaquin. So yeah, that um, every single person who's played, uh, actually at this point it's been played so many times, but the Joker um, in its major film adaptations um, in the past 20, 30 years has all they've always been played by either an Oscar winner or an Oscar nominee yeah yeah so i guess you have to be it's a um big big role <laughs> speaking of jared Leto. yeah yeah um, that's it yeah that's why i brought it yeah. up yeah um 
I don't know. I just don't want to, I don't want them to bring him back anymore. I like, he just needs to go back to doing 30 seconds tomorrow. <laughs> I don't love Jared Leto as an actor. I'm just going to say it. Um, oh, neither do I. I, I now just, we got to sit through Morbius. No, it's fine. I just find him distracting. And, but like, I find, I think people, there are a lot of people who love him though. Like, that's, I just, I don't get, but whatever. That to each their own. To each his own. All right. Well, I guess. Um, Damn it. Now I'm mad that I like spent most of this time talking about Jared Leto, which is not what I wanted to do, but whatever. You, can, <laughs> you have the floor for a few more minutes before I close out if you want to no, share any more thoughts. That's it. I just, uh, maybe this will, okay. um, the, <laughs> how much, uh, how much it brings the movie down for me. Oh, the only other thing that I meant, I forgot to finish my thought. I said, the two things that distracted me from this movie, one was the Jared Leto plot. um, And then the other one, like kind of halfway through, they start to like um, get into like an affair storyline, which like was like another pile. I know, it's just like another pile on. I was like, okay, this kind of comes out of nowhere with no buildup whatsoever. and is like and leads to juicy scenes that you see in the trailer but like because those scenes are like unearned um it's like not as fun so um to me and like that's why like out of context those scenes like sound really cool and really fun and meme worthy and they are meme worthy um but like yeah yeah. uh but on the whole yeah, like it was weird because Maurizio, like he like sees this girl played by um, Camille Cotton Paola, um, like and out of the blue, he's like, oh, I'm in love with you. And you're supposed to figure out that like he knows her from his past. Uh, and like that like is what leads to the cheating. And like, it was very like glossed over and done super quick. And I'm just like, okay, like, where was this coming from? Like, am I supposed to know who this Paola girl is? I mean, I figured it out, but like, yeah, just like it, that was very distracting. It's a huge momentum killer too, because like yeah. this is really where the movie like starts to unravel, in my opinion, is because um, they this comes right off the heels of um, when they're fleeing the country to uh, avoid like arrest, and then they immediately pivot to like an affair instead of like focusing yeah. on the business side of like the Gucci empire. So I, and like the, this movie does this constantly of like, they build up to something that's like cool, like, or interesting to like pan out. And then like it gets sidetracked and like leads to another scene that like fizzles like right after that. So it has like this cadence issue that really bothers me. Um, that the affair um, exemplifies. So and I think it's the worst defender. And like, that was like the sort of fatal flaw, like the fatal blow to me. I was like, eh, well, I was like, I don't think this movie is as good as it could have been. Yeah, yeah. It could have been so much better. You should yeah. have, yeah. Gucci deserved better. Right, right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, any more from you on House of Gucci or? Jerry. No, that um, I'm glad I got to finish my thought because I feel like I do that a lot where I like yes. start to set up something and then I get sidetracked and I never come back. Yeah, and I don't come back to my original thought. Yeah, just write it down. Yeah, write it down. Come back to that. I know I don't have a pen and paper in front of me. I should. Uh, I do some weeks. Good. Eh? 
be better prepared. Right. Yeah. Be prepared, as Jeremy Irons would say. <laughs> <laughs> and on that corny joke, I'm going to take us out. Please. So, thank you so much for bearing with us today. Um, that's a wrap from us, but we'd love to hear more from you. So let us know what you thought of the today's show and what you thought of House of Gucci, if you had the chance to watch. You can reach us on Twitter at RepeatStepPod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StepAndRepeatPod or send us an email at StepAndRepeatPod at gmail.com. And you can find more of our reviews on the letterbox app. Andrew is at A Shine and I am at MGrant1219. And also please spend a few seconds to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. New reviews help us find new listeners. And if you give us a five-star review, we will give you a 60-second review of any film of your choosing. Uh, still waiting on those uh, five-star reviews, but bring them on in. Let us know what you want us to review for you. So until next time, I think I speak for Andrew when I say Father, Son, and House of Gucci. <laughs>